Thanks for tuning into this episode, BBB Presents Making Change, featuring Crystal Kendrick, president of The Voice of Your Customer and founder of The Voice of Black Cincinnati. BBB's Sarah Kummer talks with Crystal about the evolution of Cincinnati's Black entrepreneurship community and the need for diversity and inclusion in the workforce. Hello and welcome back to another episode of BBB Presents. Today, I am so excited to be joined by Crystal Kendrick. She is the president of marketing consulting firm, The Voice of Your Customer, and the founder of The Voice of Black Cincinnati. Crystal is a Cincinnati icon, having just been named one of seven honored by the Cincinnati USA Regional Chamber as a part of its We Are Making Black History campaign. Crystal, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. So you have been named an Inquirer Woman of the Year Girl Scouts of Western Ohio, Woman of Distinction, and a YWCA of Greater Cincinnati, Career Woman of Achievement. So I wanted to first talk about your most recent honor that you've received, being honored by the, by the Cincinnati USA Regional Chamber. And you were one of seven among a very impressive lineup of honorees. So can you talk about what it was like to be recognized? Well, thank you again for having me. And um, I'd love to start with the Making Black History Award. Being recognized for your professional and philanthropic contributions to your community is one of the greatest honors one can receive. What makes the Black History Award so special is that there's no call for nominations or application process. Instead, a committee of peers who truly understand how your contributions impact your community, select the honorees, allowing your work to speak for itself. Oh, so they thought of you? No one like applied or applied on your behalf? Not that I know of. It's not anything that you can be, I don't even remember a call to call for nomination. Yeah. So maybe they did, but I was not a part of it. Not that you're aware of submit a resume, offer recommendations, ask mm-hmm. someone to sponsor me. Uh, none of those things happened. You just received a call, a message and said, you have, you are an honoree. And so that is just a real difference than some of the other awards. While they are all um, notable for in, in all mm-hmm. of their glory, and I am appreciative of every one of them, what made this award so special was that I didn't, I, there was no nomination process. There was no uh, application submitted. I didn't sign anything. Mm-hmm. It was truly a committee of peers who came together and identified these individuals and called you out for the work that you were doing. Oh, that has to feel incredible. It was. And the 2021 Making Black History honorees are absolutely exemplary. Mm-hmm. And their various contributions to health, small business, social justice, and equity were tremendously impactful as the world managed through a once-in-a-lifetime pandemic. Mm-hmm. The pride of being recognized with this class at this time cannot be overstated. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. That has to feel amazing, to say the least. Mm-hmm. So to switch gears a little bit, you founded The Voice of Your Customer in 2007 and then founded The Voice of Black Cincinnati in 2016. Can you tell me a little bit about your businesses? Of course. So The Voice of Your Customer is a marketing consulting firm that specializes in three areas. The first is market research, which includes surveys, focus groups, 
um, data analysis. Uh, many of our customers are now asking us to do secondary research, mm -hmm. scholarly reviews. So it's really learning just about firsthand what's happening with your audience or your customers. The second thing we do is secret shopping. And uh, that is often called deceptive marketing practices or discrimination testing or audit or compliance, just to give uh, someone an idea of what a customer is experiencing. And then last but not least, we do media and outreach campaigns. And while there are a lot of companies that purchase media or advertising or release public relations information or press <laughs> releases, we combine that with a very grassroots approach to engaging our audiences. And so the voice of your customer has been in business for 14 years. We work with government agencies, nonprofit organizations, and local businesses. And we are honored to be a part of the Walnut Hills community, mm -hmm. to be a certified minority-owned business, and to really work with the residents of this region and across the country as our clients request. Mm -hmm. The Voice of Black Cincinnati uh, came about in 2016, and that is a media company that is designed to educate, recognize, and create opportunities for African-Americans in the region. And we do that through our website, which in 2020 reached 1 million page views. So oh my gosh. Over the moon about that. Uh, we also have a strong social media following. We have a newsletter distribution list and we have a text message distribution list. So what drove you to start the Voice of Black Cincinnati? Well, as a media company and someone who was trying to um, educate, recognize and create opportunities for African-Americans in the region, it was a struggle for us to get positive stories about African-Americans in the local media. Mm -hmm. It was um, at, at a time in Cincinnati, it seemed as if local media really only featured African-Americans in crime and sports. And so we knew there was so much more to it. And we just couldn't figure out how to get that done. And so as a research company, we've done focus groups with people throughout the region, you know, every week and every month. And what we heard collectively mm -hmm. was that there was a need for an online database of black owned businesses. There was a need for a list of culturally relevant events and activities. There was a desire for a jobs board of employers that were genuinely looking to diversify their workforce in a meaningful way. And of course, they wanted stories about African-Americans in the news. And so um, after years of trying to figure out and, and coerce different organizations to provide this information, we just decided to try it on our own. And originally, we had no idea it was going to grow this way. It was really a way for us to communicate the information that our clients wanted our community to know. It turned out to be something much bigger than it is, and it has continued to grow year over year um, to, to really be a voice in our community and an opportunity for uh, people of color, and not just people of color, but, but primarily people of color, to advance themselves professionally, 
culturally and philanthropically. I like how you kind of started out by saying this is not where you thought you'd be <laughs> after since starting in 2016. Did you have any idea this is where you would be when you started? No idea. None whatsoever. Yeah. In addition to having the, the following and, and the engagement, the bonus of that is that we now see both quantitative and anecdotal data on what African-Americans in Cincinnati and Ohio, the Midwest and the United States are searching mm -hmm. need on a daily or as needed basis. Additionally, you know, there's just not a day that goes by that a business doesn't call us and say, thanks to the voice of Black Cincinnati, I can, I have customers, people mm -hmm. are calling me. Thanks to the voice of Black Cincinnati, I received a scholarship. I um, just accepted a job offer. Yeah. I took my child to the arts for the first time. So people are, are really using the content to their advantage. And that just really brings us a lot of pride and joy. So, well, I like how you talk about like the need for positive content and the need for the a database of black businesses. How did you recognize like what was missing in your industry? Well, in our industry, you know, in black news, there are several national and niche media mm -hmm. who provide some of this content. Uh, in various ways, but it was not localized. And we are one of the most advanced local black media online options in the country. Um, we are very fortunate to have a rich database. We are very fortunate to have followers. Uh, we have an editorial team. We have people who work very hard to ensure that our message is accurate and uh, meaningful and written in a way that is easily digested by our followers. And so we have had requests from cities across the country asking if we would expand into these areas. And we are in some of those discussions now, uh, but we're, we're just very fortunate to have what we have. Yeah. And we continue to grow with that. And thanks to our supporters, um, you know, we, we are able to do that. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to quickly mention for our listeners that your Facebook page, The Voice of Black Cincinnati, has over 24,000 followers on Facebook. And that's a large amount of people for this region. So what is some of the information that people can find on your website and on um, like Facebook and other social media pages of yours? So you will always see content from our website, specific stories, specific businesses, specific um, job opportunities. So, so we do share content from our website. In addition, we share content about things that are happening locally. Mm -hmm. uh, so today we learned that a new football player will sign with the Bengals. So we will share that. Uh, we share information about the state. We share information from the police department. We share information from, um, you know, different nonprofit organizations. Mm -hmm. And something that we were incredibly proud of, and thanks to the tremendous support of the Greater Cincinnati Foundation, we featured something called First 28. And so in the month of, every day in the month of February, we highlighted 
an African-American who was a, connected to Cincinnati, who was the first to do something. And that campaign alone really garnered hundreds of thousands of um, impressions and was recognized by different media everywhere for the work that we had done. So again, thanks to the Greater Cincinnati Foundation for supporting that effort. And it really educated our community about the rich history of African-Americans in this region. Mm -hmm. Well, no, I, I saw that campaign and it was extremely successful and so well thought out. I loved seeing that every day. Um, switching gears a little bit, I know beforehand we talked about funding and just how important funding is for projects and websites like this. Mm-hmm. How have people tried to create a business like this before? And I, in kind of going off of that, how important is funding something like this for those people that have tried? So there have been several attempts and and there are other um, black media in Cincinnati. So we are just one of a network. We just happen to be very visible online. The Cincinnati Herald uh, is a tremendous partner of ours. They provide our print content for, for the city and the region and we continue to work with them. Um, they, Uh, have been in business for more than 50 years, I know. So um, that's a tremendous partner. When it comes to the online only content um, or, or, you know, different subject matters. So there was a success guide that was a printed manual that included a list of local black owned businesses. There was, uh, or is, um, you know, different websites that include black events. Um, There are different platforms that include jobs, such as something maybe from the Urban League or other workforce development organizations, but we are the only organization that has that comprehensive network of all of those options in a single place. And because of that, we are blessed to be a top Google search for Black Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. So if anyone searches Black Cincinnati, Uh, the voice of Black Cincinnati will typically come to the very top number one or in the top three for sure of of places to search. And that gives us an advantage. And here at the BBB, you know, we we know just how crucial ethics and customer service is just in the marketplace. So what does being ethical mean to you? Well, for Crystal Kendrick, for the voice of your customer, for the voice of Black Cincinnati, Mm -hmm. it simply means doing what is right. Yeah. Even when the decision is not popular or profitable. You have to do what is right. I like that a lot. Do you have an example of something like a decision that you made that you take pride in that you can really quickly think of? Well, I mean, we, we take pride in ensuring that data on the Voice of Black Cincinnati website is current. Yeah. So it's very easy to create content, but if you want people to continue to use it, then you must invest in updating that data. Because while the Voice of Black Cincinnati provides news, we also provide information and there's a difference. Mm -hmm. And so it is not easy to maintain databases of more than 500 local black owned businesses without updating that content. 
as their businesses grow, as their addresses change, they go from their homes to a um, commercial location. And so we commit to updating that data as we learn about it, when it's requested or if we receive a notice that something has closed, that's not you know, profitable mm-hmm. to continue to maintain content or even write content or revise content that is user submitted, but it's what's right. And we continue to do that for our clients and for our users and for our community. Yeah. So switching gears a little bit, I wanted to talk about the Black entrepreneurship community of Cincinnati. How has that community changed over the past few years and where do you see it headed in the future? As a region, greater Cincinnati is making strides toward minimizing the inequities of Black-owned businesses and Black entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. There's a much greater awareness of the unique needs of these businesses. There's more recognition of our businesses in media and conversations and thought planning processes. Our corporations are much more intentional about their supplier diversity initiatives. We still have challenges, but the collective group of black owned businesses are moving forward. The US census tracks a multitude of um, criteria for black owned businesses that is often used in media that is often used to assess African-American, the quality of life of Mm African-Americans and black-owned businesses in the region. And so hopefully our region will move forward in addressing some of the inequities that statistically plague our region, Mm -hmm. such as having more black-owned businesses with employees outside of the home, having more black-owned businesses with $1 million in annual revenues or more, and having more diverse industry or having more black owned businesses in more diverse industries. So many of our businesses are concentrating in healthcare, professional services and smaller construction projects, but more capital intensive businesses or industries such as manufacturing and technology need diversity, diverse businesses as well. So those are just the, the, opportunities for us to grow, not just anecdotally, but statistically. Yeah. And those statistics will then put Cincinnati on a map, if you will, of a better and great place for Black, for African-Americans and for Black-owned businesses um, across the country. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's safe to say that the strides that the community has been making, not only within the last year, but within the last 10 to five, five to 10 years, it's been incredible to see. And I know that a lot of businesses are making efforts to hire um, and pool from a more diverse candidate pool. Um, just, it's just the effort and making sure that people are, they are seen and feel recognized. I mean, that, that's, that's so crucial. Um, and we also work environment organizations, the African-American Chamber of Commerce, the Urban League Small Business Development Association, GCMI at the Community mm-hmm. Action Agency. These organizations have now received greater funding and information and recognition to support the growth of these Black-owned businesses. 
And so um, I'm, I'm hopeful, I'm grateful, and I look forward to these statistics changing with the next small business um, assessment released from the census. Mm -hmm. So you are, you are a marketing veteran of over 25 years, and I'm sure you've seen a lot. You have a lot of experience. And among all of us, I'm sure you have been bamboozled by all of the twists and turns of this past year. So what recommendations do you have for Black entrepreneurs that are trying to market a business for the rest of 2021 and even into 2022? So I would say it's not just about marketing, it's about sustaining your business. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I would say is that we really have to understand our industry and where it's going. So many industries are changing overnight by um, technology, mobile apps, the idea of quote, eliminating a middleman, uh, the, the home delivery model, all of these things are becoming a preference. And post-pandemic, we really have to understand how consumer needs are changing as we you know, go back to what we call a new normal or quote, open up again, we are back in business. And so I really encourage all entrepreneurs, not just African-American entrepreneurs, but all entrepreneurs to really step back and understand where your industry is going and begin to prepare for that. Because I see the mistake that many businesses are making in investing in the old, not realizing that a mobile app is getting ready to take over a free mobile app, a low cost option that's going to eliminate the middleman and we're just gonna have to do things differently. So, so that's one. The second thing I will say is that company culture and employee satisfaction, which then hopefully equals retention, must be a priority for our businesses today. Uh, the, the whole notion of this blended model of work from home versus work in person, do people, you know, do people feel recognized? The needs and desires of Generation Y, the millennials, and Generation Z, the, the tech group, their needs are changing. And we are going to have to operate internally much different than we have in the past, especially those of us who are a little bit older who grew up with the notion of if you have a good job, you stay there and you do what they say do. That's not the model going forward. And many of us who are Generation X are now struggling with how to attract and retain the young talent we need to grow our business. So that would be the second thing. And then the third thing I would say is our country has changed when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we are probably going to be changing much further, much faster, um, and not necessarily going back to what we've known in the past. And so we need to really position our businesses internally and our customer base and our growth model um, with a DEI lens. So that may mean different training, different offerings, different ways you go about searching for business. Um, all of those things are, are important and we have to recognize ourselves for that. And all of that is to say, at the end of the day, we need to somehow change our vernacular about our businesses so that it is inclusive of the trends in our industry, 
the company culture and employee satisfaction, as well as DEI and how it affects your business. So that's kind of a long-term vision. I would say a short-term vision is to follow the money. There's a lot of money coming into cities and states through stimulus funding, through um, grants and initiatives, through corporate sponsorships. If you follow the money and what they're looking for and change your business to accommodate those needs, you will grow if, as long as you can keep those employees. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword. <laughs> Well, lastly, I'm sure that you sparked the interest in many listeners today, just learning about you and your businesses, all the experience that you've had. Where can people find you? Oh, my goodness. So it's so easy to find me. I am Crystal Kendrick. You can find the voice of your customer. You can find the voice of Black Cincinnati. You can Google, you can look on Facebook, and you can find me on social media at B-O-Y-C. Uh, And then, of course, you can always call us 513-281-3228. Awesome. Well, Crystal, I'm thrilled that we've been able to chat today about you and your businesses. Thank you so much for joining me today. It has been a pleasure. I'm Sarah Kemmerer with your local Better Business Bureau, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of BBB Presents. Until next time, connect with BBB Cincinnati on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to check out local businesses and do your part by leaving reviews at BBB.org.